0: Thank you. done, so click that follow button so that you never miss another podcast episode. Also, if you want more motivational stories in your feed, you can follow me right now on social media, Matteo Gross Strategist, where we publish a LinkedIn article and an Instagram carousel per week. Before we start, I want to share some news. As you know, this podcast is part of a bigger vision, and this vision will become a reality on September 1st. I have founded a company to help people live a better life. We have a corporate offer to enhance employees' quality of life as well as a private offer to help young professionals find purpose and strategize their life goals. We operate worldwide in English and Italian and we also allocate 10% of the profits to social impact projects across the world so that not only we grow but also our world becomes a better place. I'm so proud of this and uh, I would be grateful for your help in spreading the word. since marketing is very very expensive you find the link to the company in the description of the podcast I thank you in advance and let's jump into the podcast now I'm so excited about this episode because we will talk about why people do what they do I'm sure you found yourself in a situation where someone behaves in a certain way and you think about it you're like why do they do what they do why are they doing this you might have heard the name Jacob Morgan he's a four times best-selling author and Ted and keynote speaker and he wrote the book the future leader in the book he asked the question to 140 top CEOs what should we be teaching leaders now to prefer to prepare for the future and the CEOs listed the number of future skills and what I find interesting is that eight out of the top Uh, 10 skills are directly correlated to how much we understand ourselves and how much we understand others. If you have been following me for a while you know I'm extremely passionate about uh, uh, behavior and culture. I have studied almost every resource on behavioral science and every time I meet someone I ask myself a simple question, why do they do what they do? One of the things I learned over time is that people do what they consider right based on what they consider true to get the best outcome they think they can get. My friend Anil told me a few days ago something that I believe is brilliant. So simple, so brilliant. He said, Matteo, I've just realized that whenever two people are in a conversation, they both deeply think they are right. And the reason why this is brilliant uh, to notice Um, is because most of the time when we are in a conversation, we only think to show that we are right and the other person is wrong. But what it is important to understand when we talk about behavior is people do what they consider right. We all have a perception of what should be right, what should be wrong. Based on what we consider true, because there are some things we perceive as true, some things we perceive as, fo- as false, to get the best outcome, because we, achieve, we want to achieve the best outcome, we think we can get. We all think we have a, an outcome that we can achieve in some way. So in this podcast, I will explain to you in detail this, uh, this sentence. Right, This is a very powerful sentence, but without examples, it is difficult to grasp it. So now in this podcast, I will tell you three things that drive our behavior and will completely change, hopefully, uh, the way you think about why do people do what they do. So what drives our behavior? Number one, what we consider right and what we consider true, which we could refer as our values and our beliefs. Think about a person who grows up in a family, who believes the Earth is flat. What happens when they meet someone who states the Earth is round-shaped? They will perceive this information as wrong and false one day. People perceive the world through their own lens. Perception drives reality. This is why we define reality as what the majority thinks reality is. In some instances, it is easier to reach a common agreement on reality. For instance, we commonly refer to the color of a leaf as green, right? However, would everyone agree on the fact that the leaf is green? Well, not everyone. Someone who is colorblind would perceive it as orange. And they are sure the leaf is orange until the majority of us tells them no, wait, wait a second, this leaf is actually green, right? So the first thing is we all have beliefs and values and we filter our reality through those beliefs and values. Number two, what we want and what we actually need. I could give you a thousand examples on this. Have you ever seen someone say I need to eat healthy, and then they go to McDonald's. <laughs> and they're like, why are they going to McDonald's? Because they just said they want to eat healthy. Well, what they want clashes with what they need. The opposite also holds true. As it happens when someone says, I want to find a partner and have a stable relationship, but then ultimately go clubbing and sleep around because that is what their body needs. Another example in the corporate context, I'm sure we, all, we have all experienced this, we know we need honest feedback to improve, but what we want is our manager telling us that we are doing everything right, we are doing a good job. Moreover, when we add values to the equation, these gets even more interesting because you are there to a certain value, but then you also want and need something different. You follow your needs and then you regret it because you went against your values. So this is why it is truly important to start thinking about our what we, what we consider right and true, what we want versus actually what we actually need. And number three, what our environment considers normal. Think about the same person, okay? Same identical person raised in Sweden, Japan, or Brazil. They would behave in completely different ways. Why? Because we as humans, we are extremely flexible and adaptable. And we adapt to the environment in which we live in. I am sure you have experienced this if you lived abroad. You go back home and your family tells you are weird because your behavior is not familiar to them anymore because you changed, because you saw things from another lens. This happens frequently uh, with people who who were born and raised in different countries, right? Or, Or with parents from different countries. And another example to clarify, I took the underground both in Milan and Tokyo. In Tokyo, it is not normal to speak on the phone because it is considered rude to the other passengers. But in Milan, this would be kind of a limitation to our freedom, right? So the environment in Tokyo considers normal the fact that you should not speak on the phone. But in Milan, the environment considers normal to speak uh, in in the underground. So the first two, the values and the wants and needs, etc., are personal preferences linked to our personality, who we are and our so-called natural behavior in behavioral science. The third one, the environment, is culture, what is considered normal in the environment we live in, and our so-called adaptive behavior in behavioral science. When people say, I do not like living in this country, what they mean is that the culture of that place clashes with their personal preferences. As an Italian woman who is asked to cover her body in Saudi Arabia, it is not her personal pre- preference to cover her body. She wants to be free. She wants to um, wear something um, that shows a little bit of skin, maybe. But because of the culture of uh, of the of the culture of the place of Saudi Arabia, she is asked to cover her body. Right. So the culture of the place clashes with her personal preference. Our personality determines determines how. We want to behave and our environment, the family, the country, the company, determines how we should technically behave. And this is why when you choose a workplace, the most important thing to consider is the values. Every single group, so also a company, has a behavioral um, set of values, which is considered normal and people should conform to. Even the, the dress code is a set of values and people should conform to it. This is why we cannot separate the personality and the culture. The two are linked. When employees state they hate the company, it is probably due to the fact that their values and the company values are not aligned. And moreover, to make things even more complicated, 95% of our actions are driven by our values and beliefs we are not even aware of. This is why when people work with me, I ask them to do a behavioral test. There is no point in teaching you communication if you don't don't know who you are first, right? First, we work on self-awareness and then we work on the skills. So in the second part of the podcast, um, we will talk about what is more important, the culture or the personality? Take a second to answer this question. And uh, in the second part of the podcast, I will show you that the two go hand in hand. When we talk about culture, What do you think about? Can you define culture? Try to define culture in in your own head. Most people think about countries. I asked this, I just wanted to double check this. I went downstairs uh, for lunch and I asked my sister, I said, hey, can you give me an example of like culture? How do you differentiate I'm from this culture and the other person is from the other culture? And she said, well, I'm Italian. And I said, wow, most people think about countries indeed. I'm Italian, you're French, we come from different cultures. If we move to Russia, we have to adapt to another culture, to what people are used to. But here is the mind blowing part. Research shows that more than 80% of culture differences exist within countries, not between countries. And you will be like, how is this possible? This doesn't make any sense. Okay, to answer this question, we need to look at the composition of our society. Our society is truly diverse, even if we do not realize it. Consider parameters such as education, job classification, ethnicity, age, sexual orientation, um, gender, race, uh, political ideology, thinking style, communication style, creed, Do you see the diversity within our society? We all belong to 15-20 groups at the same time. For instance, I am a male, I am agnostic, uh, I am Caucasian, um, I have uh, um, a specific uh, line of job like a a higher level of income, um, I am single, Um, I live in the north part of Italy, whatever, right? Each one of us belongs to 15-20 groups at the same time. When you speak to someone, what are the chances that they belong to your same 15-20 groups? Pretty much zero. And this means something amazing. Every single conversation, Even the one with your best friend is a cross-cultural dialogue. Most people don't know about it. So what this means literally is that you can have something in common with someone from a totally different place from the other side of the world and you can have something different even from the people um, from the same place you were born, right? So, depending on how we segment the population of our country, we will see commonalities and differences. And that's why, that's why, that's the beauty of diversity, isn't it? And to answer our question, what is culture? We could therefore say that culture is high degree of commonalities. When you speak to someone from the same age, social status, creed, etc., you feel part of the same culture. You say, oh, wow, like... We have a lot in common, don't we? Like, same culture. But what what it means is there is a very high degree of commonalities. You understand one another. And this is why we feel the need to specify that we want a diverse culture in the corporate world, an inclusive culture in the corporate world. Because diverse culture is almost an oxymoron because diverse culture is diverse, but culture means high degree of commonality. So it's basically a very diverse, high degree of commonalities, right? It is, we we feel the need to to define culture as a diverse culture or an inclusive culture that includes more perspectives, not just one. In my opinion, culture goes father in the it is the celebration of our commonalities and differences our differences you have heard me saying this a million times a gazillion times uh, our differences are not something that should divide us but something that makes us stronger when we work together and uh, the reason why i'm so passionate about this topic and this podcast episode is that when we say when we say that we come from one culture another person comes from another culture Well, yes, that is true. If we look at the common definition of a culture, which is uh, people who are there to the same set of ideas and behaviors, okay? But culture is way more than this, right? Our our society is truly diverse. And most of the differences exist within countries as I have just uh, shown you, depending on how you segment the population. So as a final point, we have talked about the culture. What happens if we take into account the personalities? So even within the smaller groups we can notice that people have different personality types. Of course, some people are more dominant, some people are more steady, others are analytical, others are intuitive. Some people are inspirational, etc etc. They have completely opposing preferences and communication styles. Even if they live in the same culture they behave in the same way and therefore it gets extremely confusing and beautiful when it comes to understanding people. We can see that there are unlimited values and beliefs, wants and needs behind the surface. The behaviors are unlimited and we must talk about individual and group mindset at the same time. This is what intercultural intelligence, ICQ, analyzes. And cognitive diversity has proven benefits in terms of uh, uh, performance. This is why companies must make an effort to diversify their workforce. And by the way, 70% of Fortune 500 companies employ behavior assessments with their employees because they want to make sure that people understand themselves and understand others. So as a final note, my aim today was showing that our world is so diverse when people make general statements such as, oh look at her she's different, you now have the instruments to ask, different based on what? Is she different in terms of culture or in terms of personal preferences? If it's culture, what parameters are you considering? If it's uh, personal preferences, what values, wants and needs are different? you will see that most of the time the person is making a very general statement based on some basic differences such as skin color without knowing anything about the person. That's what I've got for today's episode. I hope you liked it if you want to deepen these topics because I always treat topics that are a bit mentally challenging because I, my public is given by people who are extremely ambitious and they want to reflect on things, they want to use their brain and uh, I love treating topics that are a little bit complex because I am a true believer that when we deepen these topics we will um, become better as human beings and we can serve the world at a higher level, okay? So I hope you like this, please feel free to share it with someone you know and love Uh, who could benefit from these insights and uh, if you could share it in your Instagram stories uh, to your friends I would appreciate because the way we grow and impact more people is if you guys share it so I greatly greatly appreciate all of you who will do it make your life a masterpiece see you next week I appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day